This is a really weird question, but have you ever started itching uh, your head, say, and you reach the point in the itch where you're like, if I continue, people will get the wrong idea, but it just feels so good? Yeah, I, th- I think that's happened before. Is this the intro to Bradward? Um, Why don't you introduce yourself? Yeah. You guys have a have a Coke machine over here. Does that does that work? No, that is that's Coca Cola. Oh, but um, does it does it work? Do you have money with you? Well, no. Um, but I thought it would be really nice. Hey, whoa, whoa, whoa! Stop rocking it. There's a sign there yeah. that says not to rock. Yeah. it's dangerous. It might fall on you. Jeez, okay. Then. Just just Sorry. come sit down. Come sit down. Stop come rocking back. it. Okay. Come sit down. Okay. Okay. Um, good. Sorry, it's good that. to get to get to have you here with us, uh, Bradward. Um, it, it, how, how about how about we get an introduction from the man himself? Yeah. Why don't you tell us a bit about yourself? Oh, okay. Um, are you sure I can't have one of those? No. 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 Don't. Don't go oh, there. It's okay. probably better if we just get don't. on with the with okay. the interview. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Sorry about that. It's um, okay. You don't need to apologize. Just tell us. You know. There's no judgment here. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. It's a free yeah. and open open space for us to express ourselves and, and you know. You know, I, I I just like to say um, before we start, you guys are Canadians, right? So like you're you're really you say sorry a lot and um, are you, are you a Canadian, Bradward? No, I'm actually from New Zealand originally. New I, Zealand, eh? I, yeah, I spent eleven months on a on a on a boat coming over to Canada, and I thought it was Canada, but I actually ended up in um, Hawaii. So it was really, you can imagine the shock. I was like in my parka. Did did you, when you booked the ticket, did the ticket say New Zealand to Hawaii or New Zealand to Canada? Well, I actually didn't buy the ticket because I had to go to a scalper. And, and the whole circumstance, it was just Wait, really weird. did you scalp a boat ticket or was it like an event ticket, but then you just got onto the boat? Well, that that's where the confusion comes from because I was at a ball game. And when I thought I was buying the ticket for the game from the scalper, but when it ended up actually happening was uh, I was buying a, a flight from like some kind of black market person. And I, yeah, I ended up in uh, in Hawaii. I, I, and like, uh, and did, you, did you end up going to the ball game? No, I couldn't. They wouldn't let me in. I'm, I'm, I'm a bit, I'm a bit confused. I didn't know that they played uh, baseball in New Zealand. Is that kind of like a, a national thing? Well, it, it was actually a high school game, but like you would be surprised the security yeah. that they have there. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Lots of lots of things go down at the and and they school. they wouldn't let you into the high school baseball game. Well, it's uh, the security is based around the sheep riots that we have because that's like the major. Uh, kind of uh, thing there is is sheep as you too I'm sure well know yeah yeah I, I'm familiar with the uh, with the uh, New Zealand sheep uh, yeah. farming sheep and um and uh, and, and, and the, flight of the Concords were yeah. our two main exports the the sheep riots is this people rioting about sheep or is this sheep like rioting a, like an uprising like I a, would just describe it as morally uh, misguided sheep that just you know they don't really know where they're going in life and i think they just misunderstood the whole employee uh employer situation mm. i think they kind of think that there's a bit of a glass ceiling going on but we're 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 going through the through some things right now as you know as a government and we're trying to say hey listen like we appreciate you as as a person as a sheep um, we recognize your individual, uh, individual, uh, I'm sorry, I can't say it's, it's all right. It's yeah, it's just, no just, judgment here. Okay, do, do your yeah. best. Well, it's, it's hard to speak Canadian. Um, and, uh, you're, yeah, you're doing yeah. very well. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Thanks. Well, I mean, it's, there's a lot of pressure with that, with that. 
Coke speaking of things speaking of me. pressure, when you uh, when you grew up, did you enjoy the the pressures of school in New Zealand? Like were the were these good are pressures? You, are you talking about my masochism? Is um, that what you're referring to? I, I figured we'd get into this a little bit later, but I mean, well, if you're comfortable with me talking about it now, I, uh, I wasn't. Your name's Nathan, no. right? Nathan. Um, I mean, if you're comfortable talking about it right now, then I I can do uh, that. I I don't I don't hold anything back when it comes. Okay, like that's uh, we that's, can just start into it. We, I I don't let's simmer I don't, let's simmer yeah, down yeah, yeah. just a little bit. Okay, scratch so. scratch your arm or something. That's that. There we go. No, no, I was just, I was just talking about like the, uh, the sorry, I missed it. What, uh, what age did you leave New Zealand? I was seven. Seven. So, um, when you, when you got to Hawaii, did you enroll in school there or did you kind of? Well, no, by that point it actually already graduated. Oh, really? So you, uh, you were a, an early bloomer, you might say. Not necessarily. Um, I, I was born on a leap year. So seven, you know, I'm maybe young for my age, but I'm so, actually so a lot your older. birthday is February 29th. Well, yeah, a common misconception actually is is that leap year babies aren't actually born on the 29th; they're born on the 30th. But because the 30th doesn't tend to exist, not many people realize that. So, it, um, so you're saying it was March the first? No, I'm saying it was February 30th. So, in, mm. in there's there's a lot of. Uh, non-leap year babies out there that are claiming, you know, I'm a leap year baby, but in yeah. reality, they're they're just putting on this face of saying, like, I was born on February the 29th, and I'm trying to say, like, listen, you're not who you claim to be. This is not real. You're, you were born on the 29th. Don't falsify. Don't put on this profile of being someone who you're... I'm sorry. I'm, I'm no, no, that's okay. It's, uh, yeah, we, we all have our own political stances, um, you know, on the... On the line, um, yeah, the leap year, the leap year, yeah. You know, but uh, so so New Zealand has a February thirtieth. Is that the uh, the is that's my conclusion that I that I'm drawing from what you're saying? You're right. I'm sure the yeah. Canadian calendar is okay. a little bit different here. Um, did you did you ever meet Peter Jackson? Uh, no, I haven't met the gentleman. No, um, but I have met Frodo Baggins. He's a he's a nice he's a little bit of, bit of a short guy, but he's a nice guy. Was it uh, well? He was he was born on a leap year too. I I hear, which is why he's as a, you know. I wasn't aware of that, but I mean, I don't know him personally. I've just I mean, met maybe him. maybe the information I heard was was falsified. Um, maybe it was just made up to accommodate for his height, but uh, it could it could be either way, really. Well, you know, I'm not judging your Canadian news or anything like that, but I'm just kindly proposing that maybe it's not quite you know what you've been led to believe okay you you could be right so uh so hawaii um you you were done school at that point you were seven years old yeah um how did you make it in the world um well at that point in hawaii uh like i said i was just coming from the riding and stuff like that yeah. and it was a bit of a shock to wind up in this warm environment i wasn't really expecting that um, so the next thing I did was got on uh, a canoe and I basically paid the guy to bring me all the way here. He w- he was a little bit reluctant at first. So you you canoed from Hawaii to I'm going I'm going to guess Vancouver. I uh, no no it was actually PEI. <laughs> it w- it was a bit of a journey. Um I think I think you guys have a word for when you're having to travel across so much land and then get back in a bar. Um, there's a Canadian oh, word. Portage. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, portaging. Um, so we did a bit of that. 
and then uh, and then we went we wound up in PEI. I mean, now now that I look back, I wonder was that the right choice to make it that you know because Did, maybe it would have been wiser to go to Vancouver. That yeah, would have been yeah, less time, and I, I wouldn't agree. have had to do that kind of view across all of North America. So, but, you portage over Portugal. Um, no, uh, no, no. That's a, that, I, is, that is Portugal a, a state in your country? Well, I, we'd have to do, we'd we'd have to do a fact check on that. Yeah, maybe yeah. we can get a Donnie to do that. But oh, yeah, so I think Donnie's passed out. Oh, he's not breathing. But but you know, I've always found that um, in my experiences, it's not it's not the uh, journey; it's the destination. That's that's what I've heard actually. That uh, the journey that journey isn't very good. Yeah, journey sucks. It was a little bit bumpy. Yeah. Did you did you uh, did you circumnavigate? Like, did you go above North America, below South America, or through the Panama Canal? Geography is not really my strong suit. Okay, but I know there was a bit of mountain climbing involved somewhere along the line. So, or not line like you uh, thing that we yeah. Did. So you portaged over a mountain is what I'm understanding. Uh, part of it, yeah. And uh, and how how heavy was this canoe? Was it like a like a fiberglass thing or or wood or like bamboo maybe? I, you know, I'm not really sure. Um, not being Canadian, I'm I'm not quite sure that my, you know, physical structure is quite similar to yours. So maybe it was a bit. It was a bit. Uh, uh, it would be a bit, a little bit lighter for you. I don't really know. I I can't really compare. At this okay. Point. I mean, I've got I've got uh, two legs uh, and two arms. Well, I can see that. Yeah. Okay. Um, so you ended up in Prince Edward Island. We're just trying to trying to follow your journey to who you are today. And then and then from Prince Edward Island, I realized you know these people talk really weirdly. Yeah, I, I, I've been there myself. There, and then I came to I came to Oshawa. So did you did you um, try any PEI potatoes? Uh, not really. Um, I, I, I just figure, you know, a potato is, is a potato anywhere else, you know, like you, I, I don't racially discriminate against different kinds of, I respect the potato. I respect, you know, that it is, it is a being and that they taste delicious, uh, when fried, uh, and sliced yeah. and that, you know, I just think, uh, potatoes, you know, potato, potato, you know, actually I, I went to PI once and I came across this place called, um, uh, I think it was Barb's uh, Potato Shack. Did you did you see that? And, well, no. PEI is a rather big island. Yeah. Well, I, I didn't really. So anyway, I was at Barb's uh, Potato Shack, and I had PEI fries, which are apparently where you take uh, PEI potatoes and uh, you make uh, fries of them. But they're not French fries; they're PEI fries. So, but but you didn't try any of that. N- no. No. Have you ever have you ever uh, like had a potato though? Just taken a potato. Well, <laughs> I'm gone ham on it. Well, the ham is a different food from potato. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm employing a colloquialism. Oh, okay. Um, well, I actually don't eat. I'm a, a potato vegan. Um, actually, if you want to hear more about it, I have no problem talking about my. It's like okay. vegan. Um, um, no. I, I love talking about it. No. But it's actually with with potatoes because, I, like I said, I I I have respect for like we, the potatoes. We can uh, we can come back to. Um, you you sure you don't want to hear about we, my potato potato? We'll, we'll, we'll talk about your pati- uh, potato veganism later on. Okay. Well, Maybe. I mean, as long if, as we, if come we have back time to it. for it, if as long as we come back, we to we, it. we might have to have to cut something short. Um, yeah. And then you uh, do know, you, I, I've heard something. Walking, um, is it true that you also 
uh, so you eat solely potatoes. No, I, I don't eat potatoes. Oh, you avoid potatoes? Yes. How about turnips? Uh, they're okay, I guess. I don't know. Do you like them? Is that what you guys eat in Canada? I've, I've had a turnip. Wait, I haven't had a turnip. But yeah, after all that, I uh, I wound up in Oshawa. I, I've heard a lot of different things about this place. Where, um, Oshawa, what uh, what province is Oshawa in? This is uh, on Ontario. Ontario, okay. Oh, okay. yeah, Thank yeah, you. That's, yeah, that's right. Yep, it's uh, it's beside uh, other provinces. So, yeah. yeah, so that's my uh, that's my story. Okay, so, um, how old were you when you arrived in Oshawa? Uh, I, I mean, I can't, re- it was a little bit ago. Um, I mean, as far as my leap years go, there's a lot of time between well, birthdays. I mean, it's, it's you know, over a period of four years, so. Uh, things can you know do you, I would have to track it down to like you, I, I wasn't you, very uh, good at math and and all the division and turning it into like a fraction is kind of yeah. difficult yeah I get that do you uh, but but do you do you have a birthday every four years or do you celebrate your birthday on the midnight uh before uh March 1st well uh, I've missed a few birthdays because as you can imagine it's kind of hard to keep track of when it's actually happening yeah, when it's taking yeah place. I, I understand that yeah yeah uh, okay. I just approximate at this point. You know, so, so you track. really, you really don't exactly know how old you are. It's it's upwards of eight. Do you okay. do you have any kind of of documents like papers, like a birth certificate, or that, that we could that we could? Uh, well, not necessarily. I accidentally destroyed them in uh, in a in a in a self uh, uh, kind of. I, I I created a fire basically, and. Um, uh, accidentally lost all the documents okay. in, the, in the burning. Um, speaking speaking of a uh, of fire, um, what uh, wh- what's your current employment looking like? Uh, I'm a self employed masochist. So, so self employed mat. So is this is this like a full time? Well, I I'm sure you gig? guys are aware of like um, magicians yeah. or clowns that will go around and and are and are hired by parents maybe for like events for their birthday for their children birthday parties birthday parties yeah right um maybe like, bar mitzvahs uh, have like you ever done bar mitzvah graduations I haven't had the pleasure of doing a bar mitzvah well, yet. what exactly is it that you you do well what is so your I'm a, I I'm a I'm a I'm a masochist can you can you um we we have a we have some viewers at home um i use the word viewer lightly uh who may not know what a masochist is could you walk us through what exactly a masochist does and the mindset behind a, a performing masochist just walk us through the mindset of a masochist and uh how you became a masochist um well i guess it was around um my second birthday that I came to be aware of my masochism in in New Zealand in New Zealand just for clarification uh, clarification was this your second uh, birthday yes or was it like um, it was my second birthday okay very that good that we, clear, we cleared the clear that up I just wanted because to make sure you guys like it was my second because you were born on a leap year so but it, it's my second birthday okay okay I, I got it yeah, yeah. anyways okay. Um, so, uh, yeah, so on my second birthday, I kind of became aware of this pleasure that I took, um, with, with, you know, maybe, uh, accidentally, I, uh, at the time I had been making, uh, an origami, um, creation of, it was a puffer fish. So I was working on this puffer fish. I'm not sure if you have those in Canada. Um, origami? Yeah. 
Um, do you have or that? puffer fish? Uh, it was it was an origami puffer. Fish. Uh, we I, I don't think we have puffer fish um, on inland Canada. There might be in the oceans. Yeah. Uh, we have origami. I've, I've, I've never I've never seen any origami puffer. No, fish. actually, that's inter- They're actually uh, they're they're a big problem in New Zealand. Actually, really, or, origami puffer fish. Yeah, um, you uh, the the best way to to kind of trap them and kill them is is just to light them on fire because you, you know as, as yeah. you would think they burn very quickly that's what that's how the fire started when i was injured Wait, way back so so this this uh, issue in new zealand is there there are too many origami puffer fish it's it's a rather large problem is this actually. is this um compared to the the the, uh, the the sheep uprising how how severe would you would you rate it well i feel as though the uh, the sheep riding is almost as a result of the origami pufferfish that makes in sense an indirect way. You know, it's it's yeah. it's kind of um, really corrupting this social foundation that we have. It's kind of like how how uh, the prison, the whole prison environment, is indirectly a result of the polar bear crisis. I mean, except this is origami pufferfish and sheep. I don't really see the connection. But right, right. That's, that's yeah, fine. Yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. So, so let's let's just get back onto the masochist yes. thing here. Yes. So you yeah. were creating more and more of these pufferfish. Absolutely. And I, I, um, what ended up happening was I was handling it rather foolishly, and I poked myself. Um, well, not on purpose, accidentally. But mm-hmm. as you can imagine, the the origami pufferfish are very sharp. Um, and it managed, the little sucker managed to grab on to my finger, which didn't hurt. You know, I have rather calloused hands. Um, and so I, I was trying to rip the guy off. Mm-hmm. I just, I, I had, uh, I, I wasn't gripping it properly. And my finger slipped and it got stuck on one of the uh, the little poker guys, the, Ooh, little, the little needles. That must have hurt. Did you um, say there was a fire involved in this too? Well, no, that was earlier when I was talking. You, you, you asked about documentation and then I mentioned that it was I created a fire that was as a result oh. of trying to burn out an infest infestation of origami pufferfish. Okay. Uh, I was a nest. So this uh, which this is also made it's made of tissue paper. So okay. so at this point the pufferfish has grabbed a hold of your finger yes. and you're trying to rip him off. Yes. And uh so I, I kind of I have a hold of him and I'm I'm trying to push him off uh, off of my finger and and I slip and I poke myself and then I just kind of stopped the, the puffer fish was still in my hand because, you know, I, I poked myself and I, I just kind of realized like, hey, that didn't really hurt. And and so from that point on uh, for a little bit, because, you know, I couldn't manage to get the guy off. He was on there for about a week. Um, I was walking around just occasionally like uh, poking myself with something uh, or, you know, going back to the puffer fish and maybe, you know, slapping my arm with it and it would just make a little you know, whatever. And, and, and yeah, I just, and I just, realized you just kept that doing it. I just kept doing so it. You, after you I, kept the puffer fish in captivity for your own pleasure. Was uh, Well, it kind of represented to me something about, um, self-discovery. My, yeah. Self-discovery in a way. And I, I kind of owe it all to this, to this origami puffer fish. Wait, so, so you said that it, it didn't really hurt. What, what do you mean by didn't hurt? I mean, you didn't feel it like it, it, it because I can, I, I imagine the pain of being, pricked with a uh, with a with an origami uh, puffer fish would be pretty painful. Well, well, the way I imagine it really is that when you think about what pain is and and what what um, 
uh, like tickling is and what an itch is. It's, it all mm-hmm. takes place in the nervous center, and it's all really the same thing, just varying degrees of of maybe pressure or is, activity is that, that's going. Is on. that is that scientifically kosher? Um, well, I'm not really sure about that. I'm a masochist by trade. I'm not a scientist. Um, if I know, I mean, if you guys have scientists in Canada, I'm sure you can no, find one we, and ask um, them. I've never met any. Okay. Yeah. Um, but like I was saying, still, I, I feel as though, um, in my case, I think it's just a result of maybe, uh, you know, me being born um, so many years ago. Uh, and somewhere along the line, my nerves got a little bit tangled up and my brain said, hey, like, we got this. We have to make it work. Now, um, uh, let's, you know, just kind of do some stuff. And I came out and I actually kind of enjoy pain. Getting uh, getting back to the puffer fish, did uh, I understand this was kind of like a moment of self-realization and discovery. But yeah, yeah. D- was there any kind of lashback to you uh, with a puffer fish, an origami puffer fish in captivity on your finger for an extended period of time? Well, I, I don't think so. Um, not many people knew that I'd kept the puffer fish, but as you could imagine, it's 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 an infestation. So I think a lot of people would have maybe taken that negatively. Did you uh, did you try and conceal it? Uh, yeah, I made sure to keep him indoors. I actually had him trained. Oh, um, oh really? So that any kind of uh, f- fibers that he would leave behind, he would do it in a place where they would be very easily you know, uh, taken out into the trash and everything. I had to be a little, I had to hide my tracks a little bit, but I think generally speaking, um, uh, had people realized they wouldn't have necessarily reacted too severely. I mean, even if they had, I would have enjoyed it anyways. Right. Yeah. Did you, uh, did you tell your parents that you thought you were a masochist? Um, well, no, my parents actually died in, in, in a fire. It, it, It was an interesting kind of full circle event because my parents, um, perished in a fire when I was when I was really young. Mm-hmm. I was about one. Um, and, um, that was from the origami pufferfish. So oh, really? so this was kind of this was kind of the second level of my self discovery. So, so it provided a kind of catharsis. Yeah, yeah. In that I'd gone so so long hating them and just being so obsessed with destroying them that here I am discovering myself from one. And I, you know, I I have nothing but love for them now. I really okay. do. I really do. do. You, uh no no uh yeah i was i was just gonna say so so it started out with a puffer fish yes and yes, that's how i discovered myself and um obviously at this point it has now blossomed into a, a beautiful thing where you it really you actually um, profit from it yeah but um walk us through like like the stages that that took you from that initial puffer fish to the the fortune and fame fame of uh of being a uh, a performing masochist. Well, I actually have that written down in my brochure, but I I forgot to bring any with me today, so I guess I can just explain it. Um, uh, essentially, you know, I started experimenting a little bit um, with some swords, uh, you know, just to kind of start off real easy. So I got some razor sharp swords and a few spears, and I just kind of started doing some stuff. Um, like one of them was was swallowing the sword. Uh, but actually, not just like putting it down my throat, but actually swallowing it. Oh um, my goodness! That, it was that was an interesting experience. Did uh, did it uh, did it come out the other end? Well, yeah, I mean, eventually everything does, right? Like that's just what happens. I suppose it does. Um, and so that was kind of the first thing, and that's that's actually my biggest act now. It's it's the, one of the things that I've done most often. And it just how, seems trivial um, to me. How long I, uh, does this act take? 
is there like come it, back tomorrow to see the end of this? Actually, funny you should ask. It actually is. It's a, it's kind of a two part thing. So generally, if I'm gonna do that activity, I have to say you're hiring me on like a sixteen hour basis because yeah. that tends to be so swallow it. Sixteen hours later, I uh, I I take it out of my body. Yeah. So uh, do uh, do you get paid for the full sixteen hours though? Well, it depends if they. I mean, some people, unfortunately, they're the people in the world that just they don't appreciate. An, yeah, an the, act the art like the art yeah. yeah it's i'm an artist i really am thank you I for you. i i thank you for like uh seeing me that way for appreciating what i do and and some people you know i i can't really do anything about it and they just refuse refuse to pay me but usually i charge uh i charge uh, per hour yes okay and uh and um i'm just i'm just wondering this is this is a very specialized kind of act i would say yeah it really it's is. not like a, like a clown where a, you know a clown just juggles or, or yeah whatever. what it, what does a clown do really um, i mean do do you ever have a situation where you are hired for an event and you go and then uh there's a lot of like anger uh, directed at you because of what the act entails well i i had one situation actually um, in that I was hired for a, uh, a kindergarten's uh, kindergarten graduation party, and I I got my act together. I did it, and it seems that there was a little bit of 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 misunderstanding. Um, I think the, the 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 father that had hired me may have been dyslexic, because okay. he thought I was the mechanic, Bradward the mechanic. Yeah, and he assumed that I was gonna come. I, I'm sure you've seen the movie The Mechanic. Uh, and I yeah, I think so. I Christian um, Bale. Yeah. Um, I, anyways, um, and 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 so they thought I was gonna come in and replicate the scenes, and I was like an impersonator or whatnot. Um, and I did my show, and then I said, "Okay, kids, come back tomorrow to see me reveal the sword." And he was he was not happy. No. Um, um, in in the the movie uh, the mach- the the mechan- the mechanic with a with a Christian uh, Christian Bale, um, he's he's really skinny. Yeah, yeah. Do you have any kind of limitations you have to put on yourself for your act? I definitely have to keep physically fit. Um, I find the best way to do that is just by uh, removing the fat. Uh, myself, uh, that tends to be the easiest way to stay shape uh, to stay in good shape. What, what kind of utensil do you use to remove the fat? Uh, I, straws usually work the best. Um, it's I, I don't really like going into details with the price. A okay. little bit, it doesn't usually taste. All right. That well, good, I mean, so. if if you if if you don't want to if you don't want to talk about specifics, well, it makes me a little bit uncomfortable. So, um, this is a very interesting and uh, heartwarming story. Uh, about you know this transition but how how did how did it come to happen that you were you know uh if you don't mind my saying a a, a closet um, masochist and then coming out into the public eye as uh, you know publicly declaring yourself as a masochist and then how did how did this this transition happen but also how did you get uh, get paid for this how did that happen where you took something that you thought might have been a burden to you and turn it into this profitable uh, enterprise. Well, thank you for asking because I think one of the chief things of of my expertise is is uh, trying to raise raise awareness. And I think the biggest contributor I have to my success is really public awareness. You know, there was a day that um, you, you know years ago that you, a man wouldn't 
be allowed to publicly stab himself in the shoulder without, you know, maybe being arrested. So I really attribute my success uh, and, and kind of journey along uh, to to just people uh, being aware that, you know, this is a profession, that there are lots of people, you know, I know, I know a few other people that do this in the world, um, maybe about four. Um, and uh, yeah, I just attribute it to to public awareness, I think. Do you have any kind of uh, personal heroes in the in the masochist world? Anyone that you kind of look up to or aspire to be living or dead? Well, there are actually a few people I would have to say. Um, one of them being, uh, um, I can't remember his name exactly, but the father of 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 um, Captain James Kirk in the in the movies by J.J. Abrams. He he is, straps himself into. Uh, the spaceship at the beginning of the movie and yeah. flies into the end. And that to me just screams, you know, um, I'm masochism on the biggest scale. I mean, scale. Uh, not, not to, to be contrarian or anything, but I think that he was, um, that was like a like, sacrificial more than massa. Well, I mean, I, I see where you could make this mistake. Uh, they're very similar, but, uh, but I think, you know, learning about masochism as much as maybe I have, you would kind of come to light in what he was really doing. Okay. Um, it was it was more self exploration, not not. What about um, self sacrifice? I mean, this this person. I, w- I was thinking more like more of a real person, but since we're going into the the world of the fictional, what's your um what's your take on a uh, on Smeagol? Well, I think as much as anything, that's a result of multiple personality disorder and a little bit of bipolar and schizophrenia. I, that, that's true, but would you see him as a maybe, maybe a minor masochist? Well, I mean, there are a lot of people out there that like to say that they're masochists, yeah. and they're really not. I would pit, I would pit him more as a uh, as as kind of just a, just a, a copycat more than anything. You know, I I really think that. That you know, even if he tries to get the title, he's really just a an addict, somewhat, somewhat of a poser. Yeah, really, really. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he only wears a rag, so that to me just doesn't. Yeah, that's a. You know, that's not really a masochist thing, is it? Yeah, no, not at all. I, I must say that you you are dressed very very well. Oh, thank you, thank you. Um, do you have someone who picks out your clothing, or do you? Well, no, I I might be I might be nine, but I'm not I'm not a child. Yeah. Um, Usually, I tend to bring a large closet of of multiple pairs of clothes of the of like the same shirts and stuff like that because I find what tends to happen with my acts is a lot of them get cut up or burned or 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 bled upon maybe, and I just have to replace them a lot. So I find when I'm buying clothes, if I find a shirt I like, I'll usually buy uh, ten or twelve at a time. Do you have any of those sweaters that that are zippered up? Yes, I have. I've um, one or two. Have you ever been zipping it up and then you get a little bit of skin? Yes, yes. That's always a pleasant surprise. Then when when that happens, I've tried replicating the process by myself uh, in the past, and I I find that there's nothing like the spontaneity and surprise of it happening when 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 you least least expect it. Really, at at school, um, this is going back to your uh, childhood in uh, in New Zealand. Um, did you ever accidentally let slip some of your masochistic tendencies? Um, 
uh, let slip that makes it sound like it's a fart or something like that like it's, Are, it's do you do you like farts does that fit into your i think maybe maybe i, I feel like that's the precursor to that question would be were you were you embarrassed about your masochism yeah. as a oh, child in, in school did you try and uh conceal it well I, I find that at the age of two you're not so worried about the judgments of others you know i i find that that's just not an issue so much okay so yeah. so you you um you weren't afraid to uh, display your masochism in the classroom. No, well, I mean, I was asked at some times to kind of tone it down for the uh, for the uh, uh, protection of others. I guess yeah, you might yeah. say that was the time that I was practicing with swords and whatnot, and and I was getting my juggling act together. At one point, I remember um, quite fondly, I was I was practicing my juggling, and it's actually kind of uh, the kind of act that's the opposite of what you might expect in that I, I don't know how to juggle. So I, I throw around these swords or torches and and as you can imagine, it's not it's not necessarily the safest uh, safest activity. And so sometimes, you know, the teachers would ask me to put away my swords in class, um, which I mean, looking back is I guess a little is understandable. Yeah. Um, did you. Uh, did you ever do art projects where you had to had to glue things onto something, and then you would you would, would you ever like take the glue, rub it on your fingers, and then peel it off? I, well, I I never did anything like that. But one of my favorite experiments, um, or or sorry, not experiments, art projects. This was for my uh, this was for my doctorate. Um, my final art project was essentially I, I super glued myself to a brick wall. And, um, and, and it was, it was quite an interesting and pleasant experience just, just to, just to be there. Um, as you can imagine, I did have to undress myself for the occasion and it got a little bit cold. Uh, I don't, I don't take that much pleasure in, in no. cold. Um, but it was interesting. How did you, um, once you were super glued to the brick wall, how, uh, did you peel yourself off from said, uh, well, Simple. actually, it was it was I I determined that I would let nature take its course. And uh, and how uh, long? And and my theory was that after a certain period of time, enough of my skin my skin cells uh, on my body would would shed as they naturally do. Enough of that would happen that eventually I would just fall off myself. And and so after about a period of a month, I I just descended. Um, naturally. How how did you how did you survive? that did you did you eat or drink anything did you have someone who would uh i went through uh, a rigorous um routine of of eating and drinking as little as possible and i got down to such a regimented diet that i was living off of basically um one of my own hairs a day um it, and and you know it, it worked quite well so, at the end of it so one strand of hair contained enough nutrition for you to survive for a full day absolutely yes wow that's that's impressive so this was for your doctorate is that correct was, uh, yes yes it was so uh when was the first time you got paid to uh to inflict harm on yourself um well i i don't know if i can put a specific time because it just kind of gradually started to happen. Um, but I think the, the first occasion that really comes to my mind um, was, was uh, upon my graduation um, from high school. I don't know if you guys have that in Canada. Yeah. Yeah. We, we've got a, we've got a um, high school. Okay. 
Um, I think we have a few actually. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. Wow. Okay. We only have one in New Zealand, but that, yeah, wow, we, that's we're a big country, so we have a couple across. Yeah. Uh, okay. You know, the okay. So basically, the situation was that I was at my graduation. Uh, you know, there was a lar- rather large stage set up, and and, and, and you were uh, how old at this time again? Um, this was around the time that I'd lost track of my age. Uh, I think I was close to. Uh, six and a half. Okay. Or or six and six and uh, five sevenths, maybe somewhere around there. Sure. Um. And and essentially, I had planned on on going onto the stage, receiving um that that piece of paper, that certificate, and then jumping off, um, with after swallowing a sword. So I would have swallowed the sword, jumped off the stage, and my plan was that upon landing off, you know, because it was a rather tall stage. Um, that would have that would have expedited the process. The knife would have gone through my body, and it would have been a rather interesting show. Yeah, yeah. Um, but but I I was describing this to one of my friends, Earl, and and uh, he he responded well to the idea, but then proposed um, a very interesting um, kind of a, a different aspect of it, that if I didn't do the idea, if I if I didn't jump off the stage, and then you know the, the 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 result of that yeah. and and i kind of saw it as an interesting kind of um inverse masochism it's like a like restricting it, yourself yeah yeah it's a, it's a little from bit from what pleasures you yeah yeah it's it's so so you're taking pain and not being able to give yourself pain you know it's, so it's, it's kind of meta in a way so he he paid you to to not do it so oh. did how, you, how much how much did he pay you uh i i think it was i think it was close to uh uh, to three sheep at that at that time, yeah. The the currency has changed, or the the yeah the the value in sheep is is shifted a little bit due to the rioting. But right, right, yeah. So um, this, this this is an interesting kind of path to explore. Um, but in your life, have you kind of found a theme of um of of pain and masochism versus holding back and how does that affect your your life it really is kind of poetic in a way that when i don't when i choose not to to take pain upon myself um the result that it tends to have is 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 like i said kind of poetic yeah and i think that it it can be inspiring to some people to say you know don't don't necessarily do it just because you like it. You know, I may I may really want to cut off my hand, but I'm not cutting off my hand no. right now as we sit. Don't don't do it here. Um well I mean I, I could. It wouldn't be difficult. Uh we we have we we'd have paperwork. Oh, okay, I see. Um so yeah, so like right there, you know, I'm choosing not to and, and, and in a way I think it kind of represents man's struggle, um, or sheep's, you know, yeah in New Zealand. Um to to kind of better himself even even at the risk of his own uh, 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 to his own displeasure. So you might say it all comes full circle with uh, with your your uh, your childhood in New Zealand, where you uh, you witnessed these this sheep demonstration, and uh, and now you're almost demonstrating a very similar theme through your your art and also from your uh, uh, what's the word your withholding. Absolutely, yes, yes. Uh, abstinence, Ab- abstinence, abstinence from Absolutely. the art. Yes. So yes. you say that the abstinence is also an art form in itself. I, I, I really think so. And I'm, I'm, I'm trying to kind of explore that a little bit more as I move on from my career as a childhood entertainer. I want to kind of move into into this this beautiful display of 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 uh, masochistic abstinence. 
you know? Yeah. I've got, I've I, got a, a, sorry, do you have a... Well, no, no, go ahead. Sorry okay. about that. I've got, a, I've got two questions uh, for you. Only two. Well, I mean, two that are on my mind right now. Okay. Anyway. Uh, number one, uh, you can answer this in as much or as little detail as you want, but do you have any uh, close friends? Um, I did. Uh, one was actually a masochist. Oh, really? At one point. Did you, did you, um, did you hurt each other? No, actually, he retired, and oh. I just haven't been able to see him uh, okay. for a while. You know, I think I think uh, things got a little bit diff- difficult for him after he lost his leg. Yeah. Oh. Oh my. Um. Yeah. He uh, fell down a set of stairs uh, into a group of people, and he, he took it upon himself that it was a good opportunity to showcase his skills. Um, and and so he was going to do a sword juggling act like I do. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a little bit worse than I am at juggling so it would have been a good opportunity um had a truck at that point not uh lost the control with its brakes just down the street and was headed right towards him and and he noticed it um and then out of nowhere a moose actually crossed the street which is really weird because it was the middle of the city and um and and collided with the truck uh and and in doing so uh, they hit a statue, and the statue fell over onto another car. It exploded, and somewhere along the line, he lost his leg. So, so this wasn't a uh, him getting carried away with himself. No, well, his leg. not well. I mean, indirectly, possibly. Okay. I mean, maybe you could say based on the the um, the butterfly effect, maybe. Yeah. Um, apart from him, um, that that's my my friend uh, Jorge. Apart from him. I I really I really don't because I find this is a very really um just just it's a it's a soul searching kind of uh kind of lifestyle? profession yeah. profession but lifestyle also yeah thank you um and I find you know you you can make friends but ultimately they may not take um pleasure and you're taking pleasure of your pain you know I mean your uh you are eight years old, and um, you're performing for people. You're you're getting paid. Uh, what do you, you? I mean, you're you're barely into your life so far. What uh, what do you see in the future for you? If I can if I can ask this question before. Yeah, yeah. How how does this payment work? Do they pay you before you do your uh, your masochism or after or what's? Well, I tell them to pay me after. I mean, I feel as though as a business person, that's the right step to take. Right, and do they pay you for your? What I'm getting at is, do they do they realize that they're paying someone to inflict bodily harm on themselves? Well, I mean, sometimes they do. Other times, they don't even know what masochist is, and they're just desperate for some kind of entertainment for the child's event. Um, but I think by the end, most in most cases, they realize what's going on, and they they either love it or hate it. You know, I have a lot of I have a lot of haters out there, unfortunately. Has anyone ever come up to you and just given you a big smushy one on the cheek because you're a masochist? Uh, no, actually, I tell my fans if they truly love me to come up and slap me. Um, has, you know, has, that, I, has that ever happened though? Uh, yeah, a few times to my yeah yeah. I, although I'm not sure if they were they had the right idea. I think some of them seemed kind of angry when they were doing it. But, I mean, either way, I appreciate it. So you think they were fans or they weren't? Well, they may not have been, but, I mean, I, I enjoyed it. So that's all that matters, really. I suppose um, you're right. Getting, uh, getting back to my question, uh, you're eight years old. Yes. And you've got your life ahead of you. What do you envision 
in the future for yourself? Well, I've never had much experience in prophetic. Um, I mean, I, you I'm know, not, talents. I'm not looking for like a like a what you know you're going to oh, do. I but see. Okay. What, what do you kind of uh, hope to? Where do you hope to see yourself in five years' time? Um, when you're 13, I see. Or, uh, I see. Well, I I think ultimately my goal is to is to is, is start a business where uh, I'm no I'm no longer freelancing that I can hire other masochists to do my to do my own work what I'm currently doing you know I'd still do a little bit part time or maybe on my own time um, it's just hard at this point with insurance uh, it's that's very difficult when you're a masochist does it scare you at all to employ uh, people who are older than yourself? Well, I, I think just the biggest worry is that they maybe won't do it as well as I do. You know, I think I'm at the top of my game. So if I were to hire other people, would they would they maybe provide the same kind of talents that I might? Um, you know, my I've been able to uh, master my sword-swallowing techniques uh, to a point that I'm the best in the world at this point, you know, yeah. masochist or not. Um so I just I worry I worry about that sometimes. If I were to start off my own thing, how would people be able to compete with my own uh, with my own self harm? Mm-hmm. Truly, an inspiring story. Um, well, thank you. I think as we come to a close here, I think uh, I think your your name is very interesting. Yes, um, you don't have a last name, if I'm correct. No, it's just no. just Bradward. Bradward, just, just Bradward. Sometimes Bradward, the masochist. Yeah. How uh, could you just walk us through that name? Uh, like, were you assigned a name at birth, or is this your pseudonym, or, or what exactly is it? Well, the process in in New Zealand is that when you're born, um, any any sheep that are around you, you take on their names. So t- the two sheep that happened to be near me at the time of my birth. Um, because I was born in 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 the uh, in the barn, as most commonly happens, um, it, it one was uh, was was Bradley, and the other was Edward, and so my parents saw that as an opportunity, uh, and 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 uh, they originally went to the papers to uh, to sign out. Um, I'm I'm trying to get this right because it's difficult to pronou- uh, pronounce, but it's it's essentially uh, leadward. The end of Bradley and you know lead lead yeah word. yeah okay. but 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 there was a bit of a mix up and it and ended up coming out as Bradward. Did you uh, did they ever consider um, Edley? Well, I think I don't. I'm not really sure. I I think you know the combination of of the names can get a little bit iffy sometimes. That's why you know some people come out with really weird names like uh like like Hogan Phoenix for instance. Um, I th- I think that was a bit of a mix it's up maybe uh, with the sheep. It's pronounced uh, Joaquin. Oh, uh, well, yeah. in our country we say Hokan. Okay, well, yeah. Well, we uh, we interviewed him once, and uh, we uh, we had long discussion about his name. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. He uh, he yeah. feels very hurt. Oh, I see. Well, the, uh, I hope he enjoys that then. So, um, uh, we're glad that you came in and uh, had this talk, and. Uh, uh, for all the listeners at home, unfortunately, you won't be able to be a part of this next uh, part uh, segment of the podcast. But uh, uh, Bradward is actually going to do a small performance for us. Yeah. Um, we will uh, put a link, we'll video it, and put a link online for you. Um, but uh, I, uh, past experiences with YouTube, I find sometimes my work is removed, so I've kind of moved away from social media as often it's reported. Do you have we'll, a, a we'll website? Put it up, we'll put it up on Vimeo. Okay, uh, I see. Yeah, they, anything goes. With do you Vimeo. do you uh, do you have like a an email or a business card or a um, 
a, a, U, a YouTube or anything? Um, well, as I said, I don't have YouTube, and my business card may not do them much because I don't think they'll be able to see it. No. Are your, are your business cards extra sharp? Do you ever cut yourself? Well, no, because I don't want my clients to 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 lose, you know, the, their fingers. They okay. might lose the card in doing so. Right. So I I try to keep it generally. What safe. what I'm trying to get at is how can our viewers contact you, um, if they need entertainment for their children's birthday party or bar mitzvah? Well, as far as I'm aware, you guys don't have male sheep here, um, not not like men sheep, but like no, yeah, that's correct. The the, the sheep. We actually we actually use uh, uh people. People for male. Oh, so we, we call yeah. them like oh wow! Male oh, man. yeah, carriers. Oh wow! They don't feel they don't feel put down in any well, way because of that. I've I've never personally talked to one. I try and avoid them. I think oh. they they do walk with their heads down a lot. I think they do feel a lot of shame. Wow. Yeah, in our country, it's it's the sheep that are doing that. That's very interesting. We we don't have a uh, very many sheep in in there. Oh. I, oh, I wonder if this if this story might uh, bring rise to an uprising of the mailmen. Oh, uh, similar to the riots that the sheep are putting on in New Zealand. Yeah. yeah. Did well, you, uh, I, I, yeah. Did you ever visit Australia? Uh, what, what, what kind of a? Do you have any opinions uh, of uh, of yeah. the country? I, I I've been asked before not to voice my opinions on on Australia, um, just just because you know it's a sensitive topic am- amongst many uh, Kiwis uh, is is the nickname that yeah. we have for ourselves. Um, not the fruit necessarily. No, more, no, more but, the bird. But I we, mean, the we fruit, kind of resemble the bird. A the fruit bit. is good. Yes, you do have a long nose. Oh well, thank you, thank you. You're welcome. Um, I, I, that's actually part of my act is taking pliers and stretching my nose out. I did so many times the cartilage is actually, it's actually kind of reconstructed itself. To do you, uh, do you want to show us that right now? Maybe. Well, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, thanks for uh, for joining us for this interview. Well, uh, well my 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 displeasure. Very good. And uh, thank you for tuning in at home. And uh, hopefully you'll be able to watch this uh, this uh, in the links below. Yeah. Yeah. Join us uh, next so, week when uh, something else happens. Yeah. It's been a it's been a pleasure talking to you, Brad. Word. So uh, so uh, what, what are you doing after this, Brad? Are you, uh, you know, are you heading back home or do you want to go get dinner somewhere with us? <laughs>